Welcome to the Dossier Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation and their influence on the global so-called public health system, not only in the United States, but worldwide. And I wanted to begin with a quote by the great Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World. And he says, The passion for power is one of the most moving passions that exists in man. And after all, all democracies are based on the proposition that power is very dangerous and that it is extremely important not to let any one man or any one small group have too much power for too long a time. Now, the Gates Network has had its tentacles connected to every single aspect of our lives over the last 18 months related to this coronavirus pandemic from the lockdowns to the models to recommendations coming from public health bureaucrats to vaccine investments to these booster shots almost everything is connected some way somehow proven factually to the gates network and i think a good place to start on this is early on in march of 2020 we had the infamous 15 days to stop the spread we had these lockdowns we had all this weird stuff that they described as science which were really just basically population-wide medical experiments and you have to ask yourself who was behind all of these ideas so as i've discussed in my publication the dossier on substack these ideas originally came from uh, chinese authorities but how were they populated in the west they were all this information came from institutions that were and are funded and run by the Gates Network. And there's a very clear trail of evidence. Um, In this podcast, I'm not going to talk about any type of conspiracy. I'm not going to give you a hypothesis about what I think. I'm just going to give you hard evidence about how the Gates Network essentially entirely controls what people describe as public health, um, not only in the United States, but essentially worldwide, that the Gates, these Gates institutions have a total monopoly over how countries interact with each other on these issues, how NGOs react on these issues, and even how organizations like the World Health Organization views these issues. And this is through a concerted effort by the Gates Foundation going back several years, throwing a ton of money behind this stuff, creating so-called public-private partnerships with Gates funding. And the common theme here is that Gates money is used to um, control these institutions, influence them, and through the funding, Gates has not only managed to influence policy he's also managed to make a lot of money for himself personally and the gates foundation has gotten significantly richer as we will discuss in a moment but let's talk about the lockdowns so the original lockdowns i think started in in america this was andrew cuomo right and where did andrew cuomo get his data andrew cuomo had did daily press conferences. He just loved spouting off about 
how he was in control, how he was um, monitoring the situation. And what Andrew Cuomo said was that he got his data from the IHME, which is the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. This is an organization based out of Washington State. I think it's affiliated with the University of Washington. More importantly, it is funded through hundreds of millions of dollars in Gates Foundation money. This is all publicly accessible information. Uh, Its leader, Chris Murray, is basically a stooge for the interests of Bill Gates's crazed um, ideas, whatever he wants to do with public health. So these two, one other modeling institution, you have Imperial College UK, Imperial College UK, which infamously convinced the Trump administration to embrace this mitigation and suppression madness. And before um, recording this podcast, I wanted to make sure that I was right about the Gates Network's influence on Imperial College in the UK. And what I found was pretty crazy. So the Gates Foundation has given this institution, which has about a $200 million annual endowment, they've given this institution over recent years 72 individual grants, all related to so-called public health, and it's, they've accumulated about $300 million from the Gates Foundation. And these are the people, so the two major modeling institutions that said we need to lock down or else everything is gonna, everything's gonna be a total catastrophe. They had, a, they had a complete monopoly over the messaging, a monopoly over the politicians, a monopoly over the bureaucrats. Um, Gates has given these institutions combined probably somewhere around $600 million, and, which is very strange because they didn't really have much influence before but they were primed and ready to go for this moment. Um, Andrew Cuomo is quoted as saying in an April 1st press conference, there is a group that is funded by the Gates Foundation. Thank you very much, Bill Gates, end quote. And he said this on April 1st in discussing ICU needs and how he was using Bill Gates' foundation's models to make his healthcare decisions. So Cuomo was not the only one doing this. You had um, Wolf in Pennsylvania. You had Murphy in New Jersey. And where did these nursing home orders come from? It came from panicked Democrat politicians who were relying on models that said that their entire states were essentially going to be wiped out by the coronavirus. And we know like that's utterly ridiculous. But these modeling institutions funded and run by Gates Stooges said that this was going to happen in not a matter of months, not a matter of weeks, but within days, if you don't do something drastic, your population is basically going to get wiped out by the coronavirus. And I'm not excusing the decisions being made by these Democrat governors. They have the political power to you know, enforce whatever they wanted to. They decided to go lockdowns. They decided to send senior, senior, senior citizens to their deaths. Um, and they own this, but the information coming from these Gates-funded institutions said that essentially that their population is going to be wiped out. So they took dramatic action. They committed uh, senicide, essentially, and they won't ever admit to this, 
but the the calculation was if we you know we're going to use uh, senior citizens as a defense shield against the coronavirus and sadly seniors are more impacted than any other group when it comes to this virus and other respiratory viruses every season so sending all these sick people into nursing homes they wiped out needlessly tens of thousands of people based on the guidance of information coming from the Gates Network. Director General of WHO, uh, Dr. Tedros, who was also, by the way, sitting on the board of IHME, which is entirely funded by Bill Gates, that's Bill Gates's guy. Um, he might also be influenced by China, but the record clearly shows that he was selected by Bill Gates. I encourage you to read the Politico article that came out about five years ago called um, Meet the World's Most Powerful Doctor, Bill Gates. And there's a lot of interesting quotes. There's a lot of anonymous stuff from these uh, global public health officials. And one of them says, quote, I don't think they have any bad intentions. They are just a big player, end quote. He's talking about the uh, Gates Foundation. But then he says, quote, as immediately as they put money down, they can disrupt things, end quote. So what he's trying to say is that, yes, their, their money is having an impact. And, and what's interesting about this article is that none of these people associated with WHO were on the record because they feared that Gates could use his influence to basically steamroll him. And when you think about this, Bill Gates has this complete dominance over public health and is this healthy? Like, is this part of the scientific method for one man to be entirely responsible for the, the processes and, and the coordination and, and the policies coming out from these NGOs? They're, it's just so far detached from any type of like legitimate scientific process. It's just Bill Gates has his ideas. He has his stooges. He has his yes men. And whatever Bill Gates wants... Um, that's going to be the policy. And, and it's very sad because, as all of you know, Bill Gates is not someone that actually has any type of expertise in this field. He, he bought his way into it. He fashions himself as this great philanthropist that's saving lives. But as many people know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions sometimes. And regardless of Gates's intentions, he's become somewhat of a radical in a lot of these issues. I mean, look what he's saying about the climate stuff. He wants people worldwide to stop eating meat, which uh, is proven through countless studies to probably be the most healthy thing that someone can do with their diet. He wants us to eat um, bugs, soy, all this like poop water stuff. He's a radical environmentalist in the worst way. He wants us to participate in these insane experiments so even though Bill Gates might think he has his best interest of, for the entire world at heart, he's simply not qualified to make these decisions. And people are afraid to call him out on this. Now let's pivot to Dr. Deborah Burks and Dr. Anthony Fauci and their connections to the Gates Network. So over the course of the Trump administration, both Burks and Fauci were, again, relying on these models obsessed with these models, which were wrong, by the way, catastrophically wrong, 
because we have the control group in Sweden, we have other countries, we have Florida, we have Texas, we have Arizona, we have a lot of states that stayed open relatively, didn't have to lock down, managed the problem. Dr. Burks was constantly talking about IHME and Dr. Chris Murray, the Gates stooge. She was relying entirely on him for information that was wrong. And all these models were total junk, whether it had to do with the mask mandates or the lockdowns or the social distancing. Total junk science brought to you by the Gates Foundation. Dr. Burks, while serving as the White House's response coordinator, was also sitting on the board of a Gates-funded institution as in, in, a, in a separate position. She never answered for it. When she retired, she was replaced by um, one of her friends in the government, in the U.S. government bureaucracy, who now has that position. But she's never had a single, similar to Fauci, she's never had a single adversarial interview in her entire life. And it's frankly embarrassing that these people have not faced any accountability for their actions. Pivoting to Fauci, um, Fauci is also been a part of several Gates-funded projects, and he's, you know, personal buddies with Gates. We only found out through the release of his freedom of his um, emails through the Freedom of Information Act that Fauci talks to people from the Gates Foundation and Bill Gates himself regularly. I, I think that the email said that Fauci talks to Bill Gates every two weeks, so it would have been nice for us to know about that before. Uh, you know, the, the crazed evil elf was making all of these pronouncements and claiming that it was science. And Fauci is very connected to the Gates Network in, in a variety of ways. Fauci has acted with regard to the Gates Network as a facilitator for these so-called public-private partnerships. So what happens here, and this is how Gates, this is Gates's number one way of assuming influence over government policy and you know global health policy what gates does is that he when when you are the person that has the that controls the funds you control the outcomes so fauci and you know francis collins at the nih have been facilitating these gates projects for several years um, probably for decades now in in fauci and collins's in those instances so what gates does is he proposes something he says, I'm going to fund this through tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, and I'd like a partner in the U.S. government. So someone like Fauci or Collins says, of course. And what happens, and there's a lot of records for this, is that a lot of the scientists that are involved in these projects, they get kickbacks from the Gates Foundation. So all the money's coming from Gates. It, it, it's more... It's easier this way to facilitate these so-called public-private partnerships because they don't have to ask for taxpayer funds. When Gates is doing it, they can just agree to it, and it can be a much more shadowy endeavor. Bill Gates and Moderna. Bill Gates has a very long relationship with one of the top um, mRNA vaccine makers in the United States, the Boston-based company has received tens of millions of dollars from the Gates Network. And unlike 
the Gates Network's relationship with BioNTech, the German startup that also is a competitor that uses Pfizer for its logistics for the mRNA vaccine. This money that was given to Moderna, had there were some grants, there were some strings attached, but the relationship is still very unclear. We know that the Gates Network probably gave Moderna around $100 million over the course of the last six or seven years, but we're not sure if that meant that Gates has equity in Moderna or if Gates just has a, has a board seat somewhere. But what's interesting about these grants to both Moderna and BioNTech is that neither of these massive donations or pre-equity um, pre-equity investments were made with COVID in mind, even though the timeline was very strange because they both occurred pre-COVID, especially with BioNTech right before COVID, that the investment in Moderna was made to advance the its HIV antibody program. And it was supposed to launch phase one studies on mRNA as a, you know, a cure for, for AIDS, but that never really came to fruition. So whatever happened with Moderna, there's a lot of Gates money behind Moderna, but none of it was tasked to create a coronavirus vaccine that they just, it's very strange in the history of Moderna. And I've wrote about this extensively. It's, it's a very shadowy operation. And that's why I am constantly trying to raise awareness about this because it, it was basically similar to Theranos, the, the biotech unicorn that ended in a criminal investigation and um, Elizabeth Holmes, its founder, facing massive federal and local prosecution on all levels. Moderna, similarly, is cloaked in secrecy. There's not a lot of transparency. Moderna's mRNA tra- trials, there was no oversight and as you're kind of seeing with the data coming out of um, Europe and Israel and elsewhere that the claims that Moderna made during the mRNA COVID vaccine trials have not um, lived up to scrutiny in a real life example and again this is a company that is massively funded by the Gates Network moving on to BioNTech this is one of the weirdest things ever So in September of 2019, we're talking like a month before the the first, you know, rumblings about COVID were happening in in China. The Gates Foundation makes a $55 million pre-IPO equity investment into the company about a month before they go public. Due to BioNTech's rapidly rising share value, the Gates Foundation's equity in BioNTech is now valued, last time I checked, at over $1.1 billion. That's a 20x for, for, for Bill Gates and his foundation that they can use to assume control over a variety of other organizations. That it, it, It's unbelievable how people aren't discussing the Gates Network's influence over the two major mRNA vaccine makers in the West. And what do they have in common, BioNTech and Moderna? They have zero track record of ever producing a single functioning product. Yet, 
Bill Gates has given these companies and invested in them over $100 million. Bill Gates has profited over a billion dollars. So it makes you wonder, what did Bill Gates know and when did he know it? Or was it just a miraculous coincidence that Bill Gates kind of struck gold here? What's interesting about the Bill Gates investment in BioNTech is it was also, when you look at the the grantees information from the Gates Foundation or this equity information, nowhere in that filing did it say that this is for BioNTech to work on coronavirus vaccines. It had something to do with, I think, Zika or, or some other issue in Africa with infectious disease. And miraculously, Bill Gates was just in the perfect place at the perfect time. So in summary, Bill Gates has never really looked back on all of these decisions that he made, investments, whether equity or through grants. He's never discussed the catastrophic failures of his modeling institutions, his so-called health metrics forecasting organizations, how horrifically wrong they were, and how it contributed to the suffering of millions of Americans through the lockdowns, through the social distancing, through the masks, through all this junk modeling, all this nonsense, how it was horrifically wrong, how he was personally behind propping up these institutions. Bill Gates has never done an adversarial media interview in his entire life, from from my recollection. He has seemingly pivoted to climate change and these other issues of, uh, you know, making sure the cows aren't farting so much because it's going to contribute to climate change and don't eat beef and look like Bill Gates, who has seemingly way too much estrogen in his system. And he's just washed his hands of the COVID mania stuff. And he's moving on to the next crisis. That crisis is climate change. And you better take him seriously because we need to sacrifice in the name of climate change, not Bill Gates himself. Like he'll still continue to fly on these private jets and whatnot. But He's moved on. He, we should move to synthetic beef. Um, you know, he's the founder of Microsoft. He knows better than all of us. He's going to take on global warming. We should all become vegans. We should all be one with the animals. And he's just washing his hands of the COVID mania. What's interesting is that prior to his divorce with Melinda Gates or their their ongoing proceedings, she did an interview with the New York Times, I believe, and she acknowledged that. Quote, we hadn't really thought through the economic impacts, end quote, of what you can determine is basically the lockdowns, demanding that people stay locked in their homes indefinitely, among these other policy requests. So Melinda Gates was on the record about this, but not Bill Gates. Bill Gates has completely washed his hands clean of this. Um, And I think it's just crazy that you know, this, this bad, the bad data came from the, the Gates network. It was exclusively from the Gates network. Bill Gates himself has trafficked in pseudoscience and has demonstrated complete incompetence, reckless forecasting, personal responsibility for the suffering of millions, and he is not being held accountable at all. And Bill Gates is one of the main reasons why we're stuck in this total mess And before I recorded this, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll bring on a guest that also is aware of this information related to the Gates Network. But unfortunately, there really hasn't been any 
legitimate journalism done on this topic. And that's because I think in the corporate press, Bill Gates has enormous influence over these people. And they'd rather sit down with him for a chat and try to get a scoop or try to get a grant from him. And there were simply, from my understanding of what's going on with the Gates Network, there were no experts that I could really reach out to. So I hope moving forward that if people take interest in this short podcast about the Gates Network, that there is some legitimate journalism done in the space because there's so much to uncover with regard to the Gates Network's um, investments into this space, his monopoly over public health, over the entire world's public health system. It's, it's a very dangerous place that we're in right now, giving so much power to one man and his institution.